Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Greetings and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio, where we help women thrive. We have a wonderful show for you today. There are so many mom-owned entrepreneur businesses out there, and any of us who have done this find that we are consistently conflicted. We, we want to do it all. We want to be terrific at, at everything. But let's face it, there is often overwhelm and fatigue and those wonderful unexpected mom things, some of them that are just joyous and wonderful and you wouldn't want to miss them. But we're going to be talking today to Christine Parma, known as the Mama Entrepreneur. And she has found a way to make time for both business and children and kicking mom guilt to the curb. And Christine, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. I really appreciate being here. Well, this is one heck of a topic because I think (laughs) all of us have felt that conflict of wanting to, to be at two places. We, of course, consider cloning. Very yes, humble, that would be but nice, not wouldn't possible. it? <laughs> right, right, and that just doesn't work. And so, I'm one of them, mom entrepreneurs, and it is has not always been easy. And I am very eager to hear how you have come up with a, a wonderful business strategy, along with spiritual principles, that help people to balance all of what they do. So let's talk about that. How did you come up with knowing to put together a system or a process? Well, as um, happens with many inventions, shall we say, uh, in life and in business, it came out of necessity. And it was really born out of me uh, doing everything wrong, shall I say. Uh, and looking back, I can see, oh my gosh, how did I get that so backwards? Uh, when I first launched my business, I was really excited about you know getting my heart work into the world. I was nervous about it. And so when I started signing up my first clients, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to be like this perfect person, this perfect coach for my clients. And I went all in on my business. And I worked really, really long hours, probably longer than I'd been working in, you know, my nine to five job that I'd had years before that. And I really let the pendulum swing too far in that direction. And I was working nights, I was working weekends, I was working early mornings. And it really started to suck the joy out of my life. And I got to the point where I felt like I was really becoming resentful of my business, which I had been so excited to start in the first place. Um, and now I was almost a slave to it in a way. And it all kind of uh, came home to me one day when I was sitting working at my computer. It was a Saturday morning and we had received a very rare and wonderful snowfall in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I was looking out the window, watching my husband play with my kids in the snow. And I could hear them laughing 
And it just was like a knife in my heart because here I was sitting at my computer working and I really wanted to be out playing with them. But I had this deadline that I'd set for myself and I just felt so miserable in that moment that I, I snapped. I kind of, I had a, a, an aha moment, a turning point, And I just, that was the beginning of me deciding that, um, that was not the way I wanted to live my life. You know, before I launched my business, I had been a full-time mom and I didn't, uh, for a while I didn't have my own, uh, business. I had my fingers in a lot of volunteer work and some other things. So I had gotten so excited about my business. I went the other direction and, um, you know, it ended up being not what I had envisioned. And I think that happens with a lot of moms. You know, it's interesting. Let me break in for a second because I think that in some cases, this was a dream for you. Mm -hmm. You had decided you wanted to do this business, etc. In other cases, people sort of stumble into something that they never dreamed. I'm one of those. Um, I was 37 when I started my first business and it, it grew to have a life of its own. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I looked back that I saw the pendulum swing. So you had a dream and went for it, which makes sense. Mine was kind of insidious and grew until it was a monster. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, both scenarios or anything in between, do you think that you saw it at the time? Because I think I saw it more in retrospect. Yeah, definitely. Hindsight is twenty twenty, And, you know, it kind of evolved in layers. So that was the the first kind of turning point moment I had when I, I decided something uh, needed to change. And, you know, life has a way sometimes of intervening and providing you opportunities for reflection and for change. And that came uh, shortly thereafter in the form of my husband getting an offer uh, to be an expat for his work. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up moving halfway across the world to Asia, which I'm actually sitting in uh, Vietnam right now talking to you. I love an it, international show. Perfect. Yeah. So that was, you know, something in and of itself. And it, it kind of added a layer of frustration to to me in a lot of ways, because here I was, I had started my business. I was you know off and running with clients, even though I had let the pendulum swing too far one way. I felt like I w- had finally had some momentum. And then all of a sudden, you know, this great opportunity lands on our lap. And I knew it was the right thing for us to do. But a part of me, you know, felt like here I go again, sacrificing my dreams, my ambitions, my goals for my family. And so everything had to be put on hold while while we moved. It was an all-consuming project, much more consuming than I ever anticipated it would be. And it was a good six months before I kind of got back in the saddle with my business. But again, in hindsight, I realized, oh, that was, you know, a really good opportunity for me to just pause mm-hmm. and reassess how I was doing my business, how I was showing up in my life with my kids, with my family, how I was not taking care of myself. And um, it all kind of, you know, kind of bubbled uh, to a head one morning when I was cooking pancakes and I just kind of exploded in this uh, volcano of molten crazy, I call it, and had this total meltdown over the the frustration that I was having with 
uh, my business and then also how I felt, uh, how I was failing at being a mom. You know, it was a lot of that feeling. It's funny. I I have a similar experience. We moved to Europe uh, when my youngest was 17 days old with the passport picture one hour old. I think for those who haven't ever taken a an expat experience where you're living in another country, it's not like visiting. It's a completely different experience. So you're adding in an experience that is very enriching, but what an interesting pause button. Yes, it was an interesting pause button and it didn't really click that it was a a pause button shall, you know, I say by divine intervention Mm -hmm. that would give me the opportunity to get some perspective on my life and provide me with the opportunity to bring my business and my life into alignment with my values. And so that I could still get my heart work into the world and be successful at doing that. But in a way in which I wasn't sacrificing everything that matters most to me along the way. Well, I doubt there's much snow in Vietnam. No. So, (laughs) so as you, put together your business or re-put together your business, Mm -hmm. did you find that it was different now or was it actually adding a new dimension because the world was now your business field? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my, the world had kind of been my business field to begin with. I had set up my business as an online business from the start. Uh, Thankfully, because then I still was able to kind of pick up where I left off when we moved. Mm -hmm. So I was very thankful for that. Uh, But it does have its own challenges for sure. Time zone differences are a big one. (laughs) You know, how is it in Vietnam right now? I'm just curious. Right now it's 9pm. So it's, you know, totally opposite of the United States with a couple Mm -hmm. at hours added in. So having um, clients in the United States becomes an interesting exercise and scheduling for sure. (laughs) But you know what it also does is it allows me to kind of bookend my work where I can meet with clients or run my programs early in the morning or do things like this in the evening. Mm -hmm. And when, so when my kids come home from school, I am free, mentally free to be a hundred percent present with them and play with them and enjoy them from the time they come home to school, from school to the time they go to bed at night. And so, you know, that gets back to one of the principles that I, that I teach and I emphasize so much is that when you schedule your personal non-negotiables into your calendar first, Mm -hmm. like spending time with your kids, like taking care of yourself, like having date nights with your, your partner or your spouse, then you can uh, be guilt-free during the time you're working because you know you spent quality time doing the things that matter most to you and quality time with the people that you love. Relationship in the end is what matters. And, yeah. and I think that that's the part that sometimes gets lost and it's very important. So you know, if you had one lesson to bring back from that epiphany you had, we are coming up on a short break, but what would it be? It would be to schedule in your personal non-negotiables first. It's kind of like, you know, Stephen Covey's big rocks, Mm -hmm. but in a, you know, in a way that it really reflects your values 
in what you want your life to be like. Because in the end, if you're in business for yourself, it should be building towards and helping you create the kind of life you want to have. I love it. It brings to mind a a quote that I love, which is that so many people accept their lives, not live them. And Mm. the principles that you're talking about are living them. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor, Honest Tea. Honest Tea is the nation's top-selling organic tea company, and their delicious organic teas for adults and children give many refreshingly honest moments. My favorite is the half-tea, half-lemonade version, and we're sure you'll find a favorite also. There's a refreshingly honest campaign going on this summer. Here's my hashtag, refreshingly honest moment. I knew I was a seasoned professional mom when I eyed the last two loads of laundry, pulled out the passable items, and congratulated myself on finishing a load early. Do you have a refreshingly honest moment? Go to honesttea.com forward slash podcast to share your hashtag refreshingly honest moments on your social media. Honest Tea. We're talking with Christine Parma today, Mama Entrepreneur, and talking about how to reduce the overwhelm, make time for your business and your babies, kicking your mom guilt to the curb. We'll be back after these very short messages. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The New York Times reported that the benefits of eating a solid breakfast are hard to dispute. They cited emerging research that suggests another advantage to consistently eating breakfast is a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that people who skipped breakfast on a regular basis had a 21% higher risk of developing diabetes. We know that those who omit breakfast suffer setbacks in memory, mood, and energy levels. And eating the all-important first meal of the day is thought to stabilize blood sugar throughout the day. So choose a healthy and nutritious breakfast to start your day and to decrease your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Christine Parma, Mama Entrepreneur. You talked in the first segment about scheduling in your non-negotiables. Is there any confusion sometimes with what are my non-negotiables? Absolutely. You know, and that really comes back to, I think people get so caught up in the busyness of life that every thing that they do seems like a non-negotiable because they feel obligated to do them and they have responsibilities and there's people can have trouble distinguishing between what is a personal non-negotiable that reflects your value set and a a role that you're playing as in you know you're the carpool mom or the classroom mom or the soccer coach those are choices 
that you're making on how to spend your time. And when I talk about personal non-negotiables, what I want people to do is get very clear with what really matters to them. You know, if you only had, you know, 30 seconds to list the things that matter most to you in your life, what would be the top things that would come out of your mouth? You know, for moms, it's usually kids, family, um, and th- those are the two. And then, you know, maybe taking care of myself or expressing my creativity in the world, making my contribution uh, through my work. But the personal non-negotiables are the things that you just can't live without. They're the things that fill your cup on a, you know, very, on a deep soul level. And if you're not filling your cup by doing the things that bring you joy, by doing the things that feel that make you feel like you're leading a life that matters, then you're going to end up burned out, frustrated, resentful, and feeling like you're sacrificing yourself constantly for all of these other roles that you're filling. Purpose matters. And yet, mm-hmm. I do you feel, this is an opinion question, do you feel like society labels moms in a way that sometimes makes it more difficult to know the the labels you were talking about the soccer mom the pta mom Mm -hmm. uh the business Mm -hmm. mom get ourselves through our labels and let that affect us yes definitely and i think there's um almost a societal expectation that you know especially mompreneurs that we're supposed to continue being super mom and raising our kids as if we had no business, even when we do. And if we you know, have a business that we're supposed to be this go-getter, you know, killer in business as if we had no kids. So we're supposed to work, you know, 24 hours a day and you can't do both. And you know what? You shouldn't be killing yourself in your business and then trying to be the homemade, you know, goodie baker all the time. You're going to you're going to drive yourself crazy. I remember the first time I had to buy uh, store-bought cookies to take because there just <laughs> wasn't time to make cookies. Yeah. And and yet there was joy in baking those cookies and I I regretted yes. that, but I still remember it very vividly. So everyone Did you feel guilty? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So that- you know, right. and, and so, I didn't even try and fake it because you can try and fake it with a Tupperware and you put them in. But right. no, I wasn't trying to fake it. But everyone's given 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Do you feel like big macro decisions over things like this are the way to go? Or is it incremental steps because over time they add up? Well, I think you have to have a vision for how you want your life to be and how you want your business to fit into that life. Because in the, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not happy with how you're uh, running your business, if you're not happy with how you're showing up in your life or how you're interacting with your family, then, you know, what's the point in uh, making all of the investment of time and energy and money into having a business, you know, and doing all of these other things that having a business requires. So your business should support the kind of life that you want to have. And when you're looking at, you know, your non-negotiables, what I teach uh, 
you know, people is to get granular about it, to get very specific about your non-negotiables and actually write it in your dang calendar. Mm -hmm. So it's there. And then second comes putting your work time in. And the objection I hear all the time is, Christine, (laughs) I'm, I'm not, I like don't even have time for my business right now. I'm trying to fit it in, you know, during nap times or, you know, Uh, with my face and my phone while I'm carpooling my kids, you know, all these things. So how can you ask me to actually schedule in more time for my kids or more time actually for myself, taking care of myself? And I go back to the argument that if you are uh, running on fumes and caffeine and adrenaline and exhaustion all the time, you will not uh, have the energy or the wherewithal to show up as your best self for your family or for your clients. And so when you're during the work time, you can eke out, you won't be very productive either. It's interesting. You're very self-aware, but how many of those moms who don't have a coach are, are in that fog uh, where Mm -hmm. you're doing 12 things and we all know Mm -hmm. multitasking is a myth, but we all take it on from time Mm -hmm. to time only to realize looking back that it was really not so focused as we thought. Yes. (laughs) But it it is is a hard thing. And and sometimes it takes Mm -hmm. experiences that throw you to the ground before you realize things that you need to change. Would you say that that's pretty common among the mompreneurs you talk to? Yes, I think so. You know, so many mompreneurs are struggling to juggle the hundred balls every day. They're just trying to make it through the day. And then, you know, whether they have 30 minutes for, for their business or four hours for their business, or even eight hours a day to work on their business, they're always feeling overwhelmed by everything they have to do in their business and all of the personal and family responsibilities that they're juggling too. And what I help them with is to get really clear on what it is that you can stop doing. You know, what can you prune off of your list? And because it's really not important or you're trying to do too many things at once. And so it's scattering your energy. And that's why you're being ineffective. I mean, multitasking is one of them, but going after five dreams at once is another way or trying to, you know, to market your business in 16 different, you know, ways is another way that you scatter your energy. And then they end up frustrated that they're not seeing any results. <laughs> well, you're not seeing any results because you're spread too thin, honey. You're spread <laughs> too thin. You got to focus. You know, and that's where if you lack friends or a coach that can say, have you looked in the mirror recently? You mm-hmm. you have changed. You look drawn. You look tired. You look exhausted. Well, that is part and parcel of being a mom to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about the real aspect of social media as a time sucker instead mm. of a time reliever? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, being um, a business coach, There are definitely ways to engage on social media, which do benefit your business. They do help grow your business, but you do have to do them purposefully and in a highly targeted fashion. Otherwise, social media can be a giant drain 
on your time and your energy. And even worse, this is one of the things that just really eats at mompreneurs is when they go on Pinterest and they see these <laughs> Pinterest perfect moms, right. you know, baking the 12 dozen homemade organic cookies and maybe making the baby food from scratch. Grew and the they have the million themselves. dollar business too, right. supposedly, you know, and then you get, you fall into that trap of compare and despair and you are constantly thinking, why can't I be like them? I might, I just, I guess I'm not good enough. I guess I'm not working hard enough. I guess I'm not trying hard enough. And then you pile on more overwhelm and more guilt and more, you know, feeling like you're, you're just simply never going to measure up. And that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't, but I think women are often guilty of overthinking and mm-hmm. I love the compare and despair fits very well. Uh, talk a little bit more about that Pinterest mom. When you're talking to clients, do you talk about what matters to them in terms of their social perception by others? Um, and is that something you have to work with a lot? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely talk to them about uh, their presence on social media, how they are positioning themselves um, in their in their business and how they're positioning their message as far as is it be effectively connecting with their ideal clients or not. Um, but I also get, you know, address this really core issue of comparing yourself to others because the reality is what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to be what you want. It isn't necessarily going to work for you and your family and your business. And even bigger truth is, and because I've been in the industry and I've you know been around some big names and the, the coaching industry and worked for uh, one of the big names that some often, well, sometimes I would say, maybe not often, but sometimes the picture that's presented is not the reality. Oh, so you, you mean it's not true if it's on Facebook? Oh, it, yeah. Isn't that surprising <laughs> <laughs> that everything looking so perfect and them saying, oh, well, you know, I launched my business and I have five kids and I was on welfare stamps and then, you know, I did my launch. And just a year later, I'm making a million dollars and I can you know, show you how to do that too. Well, the truth is that no, it wasn't done in only a year. And yeah, you did a lot of work before that year, you know, in, in a lot of personal development work. And there was a lot more to that story than is presented. But when that's what you see on social media, you can think, oh, I'm a failure because I've been in business for months and I haven't, you know, hit the six figure mark or the seven figure mark or we're going to have to take a break, Christine. We're coming back after just a short message and we will continue our discussion with Christine Parma. We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Looking younger and feeling younger seems to be a top priority of countless Americans. There are several age-defying creams and lotions to help you feel and look younger. But the best and easiest way to look and feel more youthful is to lose weight. If you are carrying around extra weight, whether it's 10 pounds or 100 pounds, the preeminent way to look younger is to lose that weight and to live an active life. 
Walking around with that excess weight not only adds years of wear and tear to you, it also decreases your energy level, so you act older. By getting rid of that weight, you put bounce back in your step and feel and look so much better. It's not all about how you look either. The most important aspect is that you improve your health and live a healthy life. So if you're searching for ways to look younger, don't head for the plastic surgeon's office. Head for the gym instead. Welcome back. We're talking with Christine Parm about mompreneurs and how to fit it all in without overwhelm and guilt. So, Christine, it, we were talking about social media and, and what's important there and how to prioritize there and and the comparing piece that I think that women often overthink. How do you also work on the, the simple things like getting enough sleep so that you have the energy to even think through these issues? Yeah. Well, that, you know, again, it comes back to personal non-negotiables. Sleep is one of those personal non-negotiables. And I think every mom out there has had the experience of having way too little sleep. And you know what you're like when you have way too little sleep. You're cranky. You have brain fog. You get snappy with your husband or your kids. You, and then what, and then you feel guilty about it. You've you know, beat yourself up. You think, oh gosh, I really should have been more patient with my kids or, oh, I'm just so tired. I just can't think. I just can't, you know, function. I Then you start to feel overwhelmed and it's just this vicious cycle. So, you know, making sleep a priority, you know, when you give it a good reason, when you know your big why for the things that you do, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to say yes to putting the things that uh, really matter to you and the self-care into your calendar first. It's interesting because self-care is often what goes by the wayside because no, I don't have time for that. Or there's an eye roll, like I don't have time for a shower. How can I quote self-care? But there are a lot (laughs) of things you can do as self-care that you may not be labeling as self-care. I mean, it might just be that one fluffy tag get out of the shower. It could be uh, a dinner where you say, you know, let's eat on paper plates and have a picnic instead. There are ways that you can actually build fun in your life. Do you also talk with your clients about being a mom is also pretty fun because out of the mouths of babes come the greatest statements? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My, my, I have a, a four-year-old boy and a seven-year-old boy, and they crack me up all the time, um, you know, especially with, at the, the younger age um, when, when they come out with these sayings, and you're like, where did you get that from? Or this, you know, a different word for something. Mm-hmm. My, my younger son was ta- trying to say something about this big wave of water, and he said, yeah, it's a, it's a big salami. And I'm like, a what? He's like a big salami. <laughs> And I finally figured out he was trying to say tsunami. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, so it's just, you know, things, the, the, the kids keep it real. They keep it real and they add the humor in. But, you know, in order to be able to really, re- I guess, receive that humor, um, you, you got to get enough sleep and take care of yourself so that you're not stressed out all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, being a mom it, you know, it can be one of the greatest joys in life. 
And it can also be super stressful and you can make it more stressful for yourself by not taking care of yourself, by not putting your non-negotiables into your calendar so that you're always feeling guilty and beating yourself up about that, you know, by not making time for the things that matter most, even as you go about building your business and getting your heart work into the world and making your own contribution. What's very helpful is if you have a supportive spouse or partner, but can Mm -hmm. you talk about single moms who are creating businesses? Uh, Maybe they have a regular job and then they also are creating a business. You know, they have a different set of circumstances. Yes, they do. And, you know, frankly, I bow down at the feet of single moms. Mm -hmm. I just, I am blessed to have a husband who is supportive. He doesn't always get what I'm doing. And I think that's a pretty common thing too for mompreneurs. (laughs) The husbands are kind of just like, okay, yeah, you just, you know, do whatever you're doing, whatever you make, you know, whatever makes you happy. Mom's got to be happy uh, when they're supportive. But the single moms, you know, or people who, you know, are, don't have supportive husbands and are, you know, working full-time jobs and trying to have a side gig doing something that they really feel passionate about, that is tough. And so when you are, when you have additional restrictions on your time because you are juggling additional responsibilities and you don't have the support network, I would say a couple of things are really important. Number one is you've really got to prune away the things that aren't important to you. You've got to do away with the obligation yeses, the things we say yes to that we really don't want to say yes to, but we feel bad about not saying yes to because a friend asked or we think it's a good project. You've got to do with away with those. And there's a way to say no with integrity and grace and not, you know, have your energy out there in that way. Cause that's just another thing that you're going to beat yourself up for not doing well. The other thing is you've got to get really purposeful and focused with the time that you're spending on whatever it is. So when you're with your kids, be a hundred percent focused and present with your kids and enjoy that time to the max, you know, it's like, uh, suck the, suck the juice out of that experience. And when you're working, you know, then work focused and only do the things that really make a difference in your business in the, the fastest way in the least amount of time and then schedule in that self-care because if you don't have at least a little bit of self-care in there, the minimal amount, then you're going to burn out. You're going to just, you're going to have, you know, the, the molten crazy meltdown like I had <laughs> if you don't take care of yourself. So that might even be more important for single moms. And then lastly, I would say is find a support community whether it's, you know, locally through, you know, a, a women's network or your church or uh, neighbors and friends that you have or on an online community. And, and I think online communities can be so important because a lot of times our friends and family just don't get what we do as mompreneurs. And they think we're a little crazy for, for trying. It's like, you're already busy. Why on earth would you start a business? You just brought me into a segue to my next question. It's perfect because I was just going to say in many cases, friends, 
don't understand. First of all, entrepreneurs are a rare breed. Women mm-hmm. entrepreneurs are a, a subset of that breed. And having a dream that is different and gives you independence and uh, expression doesn't always translate to others who who don't understand it. And often mm-hmm. our most difficult detractors come from close in. And mm-hmm. how, how do you work with clients and, and talk about that aspect and how to sort of put stuff off? Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, I think sometimes, you know, women can get so excited about their idea and doing something that's of themselves and for themselves by having their own business and not, you know, just, you know, taking care of the kids and giving a hundred percent to the kids or the family that you're doing something for yourself that we can kind of take off in a certain direction without bothering to tell anybody else about it, you know, in a way mm-hmm. where, you know, we can forget to have the conversations with um, our loved ones about why it's so important to us to launch our business or to work with clients to do even uh, through the difficult challenges that entrepreneurship can have, why it's worth it to us. So I think, you know, when you start with, you know, how I think of it is enrolling conversations with your loved ones. A lot of times it, you can bring them on board. You can onboard them, you know, into your dream and then they'll become supportive. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're you know, still not supportive, if you know, they either just don't get it, which you, know, you can sometimes kind of brush that aside. And it's like, okay, well, that person doesn't you know, get it, you know, take it or leave it. It's the people who actually attack you or criticize right. you for following your dreams, especially if there's someone you love that hurts the most. Mm-hmm. And I've had clients who have had spouses that basically have said, I don't know why anyone would ever pay to work with you. Wow. Period. And I was just like, oh, gosh, that's just harsh. I mean, that's Do you just feel that that harsh. is fear speaking or being feeling threatened or I think it definitely else? can be. Yeah. And, and what I think can happen is the spouse can feel um, threatened by a couple of things. One, that... Um, the, you know, their wife or their partner is now taking off in this new direction and will grow apart from them. And so it can be a fear of losing the, you know, the wife or the spouse to this other dream, almost like a, it's, you know, a, 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 another guy who's trying to steal your wife in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can be, you know, a competition thing where the, if the, the woman starts to earn more, than her husband, that he feels less manly, you know, less like a provider. There can be that piece to it. Um, and then there's, you know, unfortunately, just the men who just are never supportive anyway. <laughs> They're right. more, you know, the kind of relationships that maybe the woman shouldn't be in anyway. Um, and it, it just gets exacerbated in the situation where, um, you know, the woman is growing and changing and uh, deciding that her dreams matter and that she wants to follow them and that, you know, and he just comes back around and basically says, no, your dreams don't matter. You know, that's, that's, that's really tough. And in that, and it happens not only when you start businesses, I saw this when I was working with Harvecker 
and into in the personal development circles a lot can happen with couples who they kind of get on different growth trajectories, personal growth trajectories, and they can grow apart. You know, you have perfect timing because we have another break. This is going very quickly. Thank you for bringing up those various pieces because I think they're extremely important and they are relevant and they happen. So it's it's good to be authentic about the, the realities of being a mom entrepreneur. We're talking to Christine Parma today about being a mompreneur and how to balance your life to give you joy and to give you time for the priorities in your life such as family and relationships. You're listening to Radio, and you can find out more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com, helping women thrive. We'll be back shortly. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's baseball season, and many people are thinking about hot dogs. New research published in the journal Circulation found that eating one serving of processed meat a day was associated with a 42% higher risk of heart disease and a 19% increased risk of diabetes. Processed meats include hot dogs, bacon, deli meat, sausage, and salami. The culprit isn't just the saturated fat or cholesterol, it's the levels of sodium and chemical preservatives. Processed meats have about four times more sodium and 50% more nitrate preservatives than unprocessed meats. These new findings are another reason to limit your intake of meat, especially processed meats. Keeping your diet mainly full of vegetables, fruit, and whole grains will help you keep your weight down and your body healthy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Christine Parma. And I think one joy that comes from following a dream um, and balancing growing a family and keeping a relationship going is the personal growth that you exhibit and show and the intellectual curiosity, do you feel that that also leads right into the family in terms of letting the energy be very positive? Absolutely. It absolutely does. I mean, personally, I am passionate about personal growth. I think it just is a part of my personality and and, uh, character uh, of being curious about Uh, learning lots of different topics and expanding myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally feel like if I'm not growing, I'm dying. So um, I, but, you know, I see personal development and I I see the growth of uh, women, you know, personally and also through the entrepreneurial journey as an amazing opportunity to uh, pass on really important lessons to your children and to serve as an example to your children and, you know, your spouse and your friends and, and those around you of what it means to have a dream and to pursue it and to be persistent in the pursuit of making that dream happen. I mean, what better role model could your kids have than seeing their mom go after her dreams and do the things that are necessary to make it happen? 
and do it in a way that, you know, doesn't leave them behind, that doesn't leave them feeling left out, that also makes them feel included and important, you know, still as mm-hmm. to, to you. You were talking earlier about self-care, and I think it's very important. Difficult though it may be to feel that you deserve it and you're worthy of it and you must do it. But let's talk about body, mind, and spirit because Mm -hmm. I think you're whole, and that's a concept of, of this show really, that you're whole when you understand that your life is rich and made up of you know, pillars that are really important. So healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, the way I look at uh, my life and I've had some experiences in my life that have really provided the opportunity for perspective around how you spend your days and how you spend your time and that we all have limited time here on earth for our lives. Um, when you think about how you're spending your days, then it, it, you want to make sure that there, you're spending your time doing things that fulfill you, that are an expression of your soul's purpose. And I do believe that we all have a purpose here mm-hmm. in this lifetime to fulfill. And so when I look at entrepreneurship and business, I look at it as an expression of your soul's purpose uh, and of serving in a bigger way and serving the people that you're meant to serve in this lifetime. So, you know, I very much encourage people to look holistically at their lives, you know, and if they're an entrepreneur, that the business is part of the whole and they don't treat it separately. And when you look at it that way, entrepreneurship can be an amazing vehicle for spiritual and personal growth. I mean, what I have learned (laughs) along my relatively short journey in entrepreneurship, you know, I just, it blows my mind. And I think, okay, I'll, you know, have another 20 or 30 years of this to go. Wow. You know, how, how much am I going to grow because of the work that I'm doing and how I've brought that into my life and in my family. I love also the the modeling aspect of this, because if you show that you find balance important in your life, so will your family. And, mm-hmm. and that modeling cannot be duplicated because children are sponges. They pick it mm-hmm. up. A, a spouse can tell when things are balanced and, and more interesting. So I, I think that, that that holistic view is extremely important. So talk in the time that we do have left about any of the other aspects that you see of the overwhelm and, and what's the most important thing that you would tell to mompreneurs Uh, That you have learned, you said in your short experience, but I think most women have had some similar type experiences. Talk about those. What are the priorities? I would say a priority is to let go of other people's expectations of you and your own expectations of what your business journey or what your life or what your family should look like. Because at the end of the day, what matters is your happiness and your family's happiness. And I think the mistake a lot of 
you know, mompreneurs make is, you know, going back to that compare and despair. We look at what other people have done, how other people are, you know, doing their family life, how other people are building their businesses and, and what it should look like. And we try and duplicate it. And, you know, there is, of, of course, um, there is the, the, pos- the positive aspect of modeling things that work, but at the same time, you have to fit it to your life, your personality, and your business so that you're not simply trying to use what works for somebody else and plop it into your life because it might be a square peg trying to go into a round hole. So, you know, when you hold these really high expectations for yourself, you know, trying to measure up to the Pinterest perfect uh, motherhood picture or, you know, the gazillion dollar business in the first year, we really set ourselves up to feel bad about ourselves, to feel like a failure in so many ways. So letting go of that expectation of uh, and the 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 burden of having to measure up to somebody else's yardstick really just relieves you of a lot of the weight on your shoulders and takes a lot off your to-do list. I mean, just from a practical standpoint. And then when you can get back to really getting in touch with what do you want your business to look like? How does it fit into your life? And then what are the specific steps that you need to take to make that happen? Then you can you actually rid yourself of a lot of the overwhelm and you don't drive yourself into deep exhaustion and you can actually enjoy the process of building your life and enjoy your family while you do it. Beautifully said, you know, guilt is such a draining emotion and and it doesn't serve you well unless it causes a course correction mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it can be a really good reminder uh to take a moment and get some perspective kind of like what happened in my life when when i had that you know that kind of stab in the heart as i was watching my kids play in the snow i felt guilty i sure did and i felt like i was missing out on one of life's precious moments you know at that at that particular moment. And it has stuck with me. And it was, it's a day that will always haunt me in a way, but it's a, it haunts me in a kind of a a good reminder kind of way that I don't want to let my life get back to that because I wasn't happy. My family was missing me and I wasn't happy. So it's a great reminder to not do that again. I think having a visual of of what not to do is just as important mm-hmm. as having the dream and the why visual because it, it balances you out and gives you some perspective. So how do people find out more about you? Where, where do they go? They can find out more about me and how I help mompreneurs build their profitable businesses without sacrificing themselves and their families and their sanity in the process by going to christineparma.com. And you can also find me on Facebook on my business page there at Christine Parma Fan. I am on a live stream trainings at least twice weekly. One is more business oriented and another is really more to inspire and motivate you and explores more of the personal development side of life and business. 
Perfect. Because I, I think it's always important that when people get ideas, it also gives them connections and can build a network that does help. Because you're right, doing it all by yourself is very lonely and, and difficult. Plus, if you have, and I would add one thing to this because I found it to be helpful, talking to other entrepreneurs who are at different stages of their life, their children, etc., mm-hmm. helps. So multi-generational friends can provide wisdom because you sometimes can only gain that wisdom, not sometimes, always, through age and experience by also having done the young and foolish and regretful. So those are those are the things yes. that life brings you that those are good lessons. It's just sometimes they feel a little hard earned. And um, being a mom is a joy. And I, I, I'm grateful for you for sharing your processes and your holistic approach. Anything else you would like to add for our listeners in the short two minutes we have left? Uh, well, I always strive to put out uh, free resources that will help mompreneurs, you know, build their businesses, but also feel great as moms while they're doing it. And uh, to get the latest free resource that I'm offering, mm-hmm. you can find that at christineparma.com front slash mom, just M-O-M. Um, and I, you know, it's been my pleasure talking with you, Linda. I think we covered, you know, a lot of different aspects of being a mom, of being an entrepreneur and, the, you know, the challenges around that and how to, you know, navigate that with a little more grace and ease and hopefully joy. Beautifully said, because grace and joy and hope and even mercy are very, very important to women and being kind to ourselves as well as knowing how to best interact with our families to bring the most out that's good and to serve others is really a wonderful way to live your life, not just accept your life. Thank you, Christine. Your knowledge has been very widespread, and I urge everyone to go to the website and look at the tools that Christine has to offer. And we welcome guests to Wise Health for Women who help us thrive, to help us think about different things. And again, if you like this show, you can find more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. It's been a pleasure spending time with you, Christine. Thank you, Linda. It's been my pleasure. You're so welcome. We'll be back next week with more interesting guests. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.